Hello and welcome to the Cryptid Catalog, a podcast for monster lovers young and old. Before we jump in, I want to mention some of the themes in today's story. Cryptid Catalog tries to cover stories in a kid-friendly manner, but every listener has different thresholds. So to make sure this story is suitable for your listeners, here are some things that you can expect to hear in today's story. Today's show contains screeching demons. If all that sounds intriguing, then sit back, get a little cozy, and come with us as we open up the Cryptid Catalog. Picture this. A lonely road winds out into the quiet night in front of you. The air is sticky with the summer heat and you're just trying to get home. With a cold glass of water on your mind and maybe some Minecraft, you suddenly get the sinking feeling that something is watching you from the shadows. Moving quicker, your heart starts to pump a little faster. And then you see the glowing orange eyes tracking you from the darkness. Before you can run, an unearthly being crawls out on all fours, jerking its emaciated arms and legs, and it's coming right for you. Killian, what is this creature? He's trying to read it to figure out what it is. The scorching demons. This is the Dover demon. So let's open up. I was good. I was close. You were close. The scorching demons. The scorching demons. Let's open up the cryptid catalog and find out more. Killian, we've got a good and spooky story today, and it's all thanks to our friends Kevin and Taylor for suggesting the Dover Demon, so thank you to our two friends. Um, since it said uh, a, gla- a glass of water on my mind, I'm just going to take the water. Oh, okay. Do you want to say thank you to the friends who suggested the Dover Demon before you took a drink of my water? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Killian, for today's cryptic catalog, we're going to start with a dramatic retelling of three encounters with the Dover Demon that took place over two nights in the sleepy town of Dover, Massachusetts. The 13 Dover Demons of, of Killian and Mommy. <laughs> Does that sound like Vincent Van Gogh? No, this oh. is what Van- Vincent Van Gogh sounds like. Ha 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 ha! That was good. Thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Okay. All right. Okay. That was good, good, actually. So the first story is called Night. Oh, it's the whole. It's all one big story. It's all one big story. The story is called The Night of the Dover Demon. Dover Demon. The yellow headlights of Bill Bartlett's car sliced the darkness as he drove down Old Farm Road. It was a cold spring night in April, and and Bill had the music turned up and even had two friends in the car with him. It was late. What? Okay, let, let me just... Okay, remember the title, guys? It was The Night of the Dover Demon. Okay. That's That sounds like a, a scary night before Christmas story. Uh, I understand. The night before Christmas story. Just sca- with Dover demons and the scary gun, gun violence. 
No gun violence. Okay. Can I continue? It was late, and the boys were having a good time talking about school, girls, and summer plans when Bill gasped. Crawling along an old stone wall was some strange mange-ridden dog. But the closer Bill got to the animal, the more horrifying the thing became. No, it wasn't a dog at all. Whatever this monster was, it wasn't of this world. Bill slowed the car, and the boys all watched as it crawled off the stone wall, moving like a massive spider. Its head was disproportionately large. Just like in Australia. Yeah. Its head was disproportionately large compared to the rest of its body. It had a watermelon-shaped head with glowing orange eyes. I want to eat his head. Okay, shh. Like glass marbles. It was long and had thin arms and legs with slender fingers that gripped the stone wall tightly as it climbed down and onto the road. The car was now at a complete stop and the high beams illuminated the creature as it walked across the street. Bill noticed it was hairless and had long and had rough tan skin. The creature's appearance was very plain with no nose or ears and no mouth. The creature stopped its walk and turned to look at the headlights. There was a long pause shared between the creature and the boys. And then the body of the creature began to shake violently just as it disappeared into nothingness. The boys sat for a long time in silence watching the stone wall, the forest, and the darkness beyond the headlights. Whatever it was, it didn't come back. And the boys drove to the police. They burst into the police station and began shouting about a monster on Farm Road. Seeing how young the boys were, the police laughed and chalked up their encounter as hormones and practical jokes. Bill grabbed a piece of paper from the desk and began drawing the thing with the glowing orange eyes. The the police let the boys file a report and even kept the drawing, putting it in a drawer for safekeeping. They sent the visibly shaken boys home and told them to drive safe and to get some rest, chuckling to themselves as they closed the door. There was no monster in Dover. There couldn't be. But Bill Bartlett and his friends were not going to be the only people to encounter the Dover demon that night. Not by a long shot. An hour after Bill Bartlett left the police station, another pair of young men were walking down Miller Hill Road. The road cut through fields and a few trees dotted the empty expanse. The teenage boys, John Baxter and Pete Mitchell, watched a family of deer race across the field in the moonlight. Just as the last doe disappeared from view, Pete noticed a deer had been left behind. It crouched on all fours in the middle of the field. Stopping to focus on the animal, the boys noticed that there was something wrong with the doe, almost like it had lost all its fur and was just skin and bone. Its head was facing away from the boys, and as they stepped into the field to see if they could be and as they stepped into the field to see if they could help the poor creature, they watched as its head snapped back around. It wasn't a deer. It was a demon. Its head was massive and its eyes glowed like coals in a fire. It stood on its back two feet and charged for the boys. They began to turn and run as the key- as the creature burst past them towards a gully. It pounded the earth on all fours as it raced up a tree, disappearing from view. The boys wasted no time and raced back to town to tell the police. For the second time in one night, young men burst through the station's front doors and talked about monsters. 
Perplexed by the new information, the police had John and Pete each draw the monster. Without showing the boys Bill Baxter's drawing, the police were stunned to see the same image. A squad car drove John and Pete home and another went out to the Miller Hill Road and Farm Road, searching for some signs of the demon terrorizing the area. The police discussed the sightings. Miller Hill Road and Farm Road were barely two miles apart, so the boys could be seeing the same creature. But what if the boys were working together to play one big joke? The search turned up nothing, and the following day went by quietly until the night rolled in. Abby Brabham sat in the passenger seat of her boyfriend Will Trainter's car. The two had just left a party and were currently in the middle of a fight when one in a fight with one another. But the fight stopped all too quickly when the car made a sudden, loud, screeching hiss. Will pulled the car over to check out what was happening. Was it the radiator bursting? Did a belt snap? Opening the car door, Will's jaw dropped. There, 10 feet from the car on Abby's side, was a large, gray-skinned monster. This time, its eyes swirled with an otherworldly green glow. Abby watched in horror as the beast stood on its back two legs and let out another screeching hiss, which seemed impossible. It didn't have a mouth, nose, or even ears. Without warning, its whole body shook and went invisible. Abby made Will drive straight to the police. Stunned by the third sighting, the police questioned Abby. The green eyes were the only difference between the boys from the night before's description, but Abby was confident in what she saw. Exhausted by the slew of sightings and certain that this was a prank orchestrated by teenagers, the police brought everyone who saw the Dover demon into the station. Imagine the officer's surprise when none of the three individual groups of teens had ever met each other before. The end. What do you think? I'm shocked. You're shocked? So it couldn't have been a prank. They didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So mm-hmm. that's the story of the Dover demon. Those three sightings are all we have ever seen of him. So, what do you think the Dover Demon was? What's your opinion? Probably a um, shapeshifter. A shapeshifter? Oh, that might... Okay, that would explain why he... Because dis- supernatural. Yeah, and that could explain why he disappeared. most supernatural people... Most supernatural people are shapeshifters. True. Okay, some supernatural things can be shapeshifters. That's true. Because mm-hmm. remember, it looked like a doe. Well, I think they mistook it for a doe. I don't. It didn't look like a doe. I think they they thought it was a doe because it was far away. Mm. Yeah, think about like when you see something out in a field. It's like, what is that? And you get closer, and then you realize what it is. Mm. I think it was yeah. like that. Oh. Some people think that the Dover demon was a baby moose without its fur or horns, which would be a bit a good guess. But in the seventies, there weren't any moose in this area. Other people think the Dover Demon could possibly be an alien, but there were no sightings of UFOs before, during, or even after the Dover Demon was spotted. So, probably not an alien. Which yeah, was going to be Mommy's guess. We're also, um... We're also, um... There's also been a lot of sightings of people thinking that things are aliens. That's true. There is a lot of things that people think are aliens. So the Dover Demon just seems to be something strange and fleeting, almost like the Fresno Nightcrawler. How, you remember how 
only a couple people saw the Fresno Night Quarrel, and then no one really saw him bef- yeah. like before or after. It's uh-huh. like that. Here for a short time, and then, poof, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about the Dover Demon? Do you think he's cool? Yes. Or they're cool? We don't know. Do you think they're cool? Yes. Do you think they're spooky? Yes. Do you think they were a big prank, or do you think they're real? Real. Yeah. Do you think they? Because if it was a prank, they would have known each other. And that would have been they would have that would have taken some planning. That's not a prank that you just randomly do. And I'd like to think that a bunch of teenagers would not want to mess with the police that much. Maybe a little, but not that much. You know? Yeah. Hey, guess what? And they seemed scared, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? What? Oh, I'll tell you after. This oh, okay. Piece. <laughs> Okay. All right. So what was this to you personally? What was the scariest thing about the Dover Demon? It's a beat. (laughs) Yes. That's not what beat means in this instance. But yes. What's the scariest thing about the uh, the Dover Demon? I almost called it the Fresno Demon. Fresno Demon? The Dover Demon. It's, it's like, scary to me. How is it scary to you? Like... Like, what is scary about him, I mean? He looks like the rake. How do you... What's the... He he looks like the rake? The rake is, like, another monster. I'm looking it up. The rake monster. I'm typing that. Oh, not, not videos, images. Oh, okay. I can see how you think it looks like a rake. But see, the rake has a mouth and it okay. a nose. But yeah. I can see that. Dang, this thing is scary. Okay, we will have to do this in the next ep- another episode. This thing's crazy looking. But I can see it how you think in most in most images. But I the see how of, you think the Dover Demon looks like this. Did a video of of the um of the um the rake and Julian Natty. Ah, uh, I can see how you think this is. Like the Dover Demon. Yeah. Pretty scary. I think for Mommy, the scariest thing is that it has no hair. But also, we raised a whole dog that had no hair for a while because she got mange. And she was pretty scary looking. She was not scary, you. She was a little scary. I'm allowed to say that. She was my dog. She was my dog, too, you. She was gone before you were even, like, before you barely could sit up. Three. I was three. No, you weren't even one. I was two. No, you weren't even one. You were like four months old. I was four months old. You know, okay. do you not know me. I don't know you? Oh, okay. I grow up fast. Okay. It's not like I could see the pictures or I was there when it happened. Anyway. And thank you to our friends, Kevin and Taylor, for suggesting the Dover Demon. Thank you for each killing out a little bit. If you guys have a suggestion for a cryptid or a monster or a legend or something like that that you guys want us to cover, it we're getting a little loosey-goosey with what we cover on the show now. So basically anything creepy at this point. Uh, it's to suggest either have your grown-up send us a message on Instagram or send us an email. Uh, we have a very long list, so if we haven't covered your what you've already suggested, don't worry, we'll get to it. We have it all written down, so don't worry, we have not forgotten you. And if you think we might have forgotten you, you feel free to send another message because that is a little forgetful sometimes. 
Not your fault, Daddy. No offense. He's got a lot going on. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. I'm Karina. I'm Killian. And this has been the Cryptid Catalog. Until next time, remember... The cryptids are watching, and kaijus, and monsters, and even Slenderman.